Um, all right. Uh, we have uh, a, a special um, podcast today. We're going to go over the worst decisions that the MCU has ever done. I have my five. I'm actually looking forward to this. Yeah. It's yeah. It's something I've wanted to talk about for quite a I while. Bet. Yeah. You probably got you probably got way more than five that you could talk about, but I, I've I, I've. Uh, yeah, I could, but I think these five are the most glaring, the biggest problems right, that I have. Right. I'll be interested so to see if I want to take any of yours. Like, if I was like, I should have put that on my list. We'll see. Maybe. maybe. We'll see. All right. All right. So, um, you go first. You're number five, and then we'll go okay. back and forth. So, what do you got? What's your first yeah, one? Yeah, so my first one, and I guess it's my worst one, right, is Edgar Wright. I harp on this all the time. Uh, yeah, go for it. Because he uh, he originally did Ant Man. Yeah, he correct? had been he had been working on Ant Man for a long time before mm-hmm. Iron Man came out. He had been working on mm-hmm. Ant Man with like various studios, whoever had the properties or the rights at the time. Um, so it was like a long time coming. Um, and then he was all lined up to do it with Marvel in the MCU. Um, he was like in pre production. He had a script that he'd he written. Um, he had a cast that he had selected. Um, and then at some point, I guess it was, they, they were still working on the script. Um, and there was a disagreement between him and I don't know who at Marvel, but, um, Marvel wanted Edgar Wright to integrate the rest of the MCU into the Ant-Man movie, uh, which I, basically I think just means putting Falcon in there, which we didn't need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Edgar Wright walked off the movie because he wanted to do like a standalone Ant-Man. I wonder if he regrets that decision now. Well, I don't I don't think he does, um, just based on things he said. But since he since they basically walked him off or, or made him leave, um, I mean, you know, he left of his own own choice, I think, but it was, you know, because of creative differences. They've now had several standalone movies and they've been great. Mm-hmm. So like they lost having I think a really great director do Ant Man, um, for like a stupid reason. All of the movies don't be need to be totally interconnected. Adding Falcon yeah, but, into Ant Man didn't add a whole lot to it. Yeah, well, I understand what you're trying to say. Um, I think the Falcon scene was a little bit, um, eh, but at the same time, it was actually exciting because like, um, the uh, um, Avengers Civil War just no Avengers. Civil War just came out. No, wait. It was Avengers. Uh, what was it? Uh, Ultron, Age of Ultron. It just came out, and then like so, we just saw Falcon right after that. So right. we're all excited he's in it. So I mean, I, I go back and forth with that. I, I kind of feel like if I'm Edgar Wright and I had the dream of finally doing my Ant Man movie and Marvel wanted one thing, I would just do it and just be like, "Oh, this sucks." But like, I tell my students all the time, uh, sometimes you have to do things for you, but sometimes you got to do things for other people. And it's always it's terrible, but you just gotta have to do it. I mean, every person who's published a novel has written something that they hate, that they absolutely can't stand, mm-hmm. but someone thought they needed it and they just did it. And you just roll your eyes and you do it. Um, so the idea that you can, I mean, people who are super famous or super in control of their properties, uh, like what's the guy who's doing Avatar 2, which no one wants James to see, Cameron. but he wants to make yeah. it. Yeah, he, he's like, nobody can tell him what to do. Mm-hmm. So, but, but if you you know it's it's a little different. So I see your point, and it, it probably would have been a great movie, really funny. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, it's like it's uh, still like it's still like eighty percent his script. So I th- I think that's the reason it's such a good movie, the Ant Man yeah. movie. 
And it's his it's cast. It's, they it's used really his cast. You know, Michael Douglas, Paul yeah. Rudd. Yeah. I wonder, how, wonder how much they paid him for all that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure he, he did okay on it, even though he didn't end up uh, being the yeah. director. But, yeah. All right. Here's my, my number five. Are you ready? Yeah. Thor, Love, and Thunder. Just, just the whole movie? The whole movie shouldn't have been made. Okay. This, this, and here's a couple of different reasons why. Yeah. First, it's not a good movie. Second, yeah. like with um with what's his face? Yeah, I'm coming around Thor, to your his, side on that. Yeah, what's his I name? I did enjoy it when I watched it in the movie theater though. Yeah. Christian Bell? Name? No, Chris, ha- Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Okay. He's not gonna be doing Thor anymore because you know that he's like reti- he's like stepping away from acting because of his health reasons. And like Natalie Portman's not going not going to be Thor because she died in the movie. So it's like, well, okay, well, did she? I don't know. Yeah, but they're not going to pay whatever they need to pay to get her back right. to what to in the movie. Right. And so we don't have a Thor anymore. Yeah, period. Yeah. And like, it's just not good. Like, it's not the whole situation with the movie. If you watch the movie from beginning to end, all the different decisions, bringing in Zeus the way they did. You know all the fights, the how they just like, they messed up the gore character. Everything that about Zeus it scene was not, horrible. Yeah, it's just not. It's not going to age well. And so that whole like I think at the end of the day, when we look at all the MCU movies that's, that's ever been made, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder is on the if we when we rank them all, Thor is in the bottom of the list. Thor: Love and Thunder is <laughs> just not a good movie. Yeah, and like if you look at all the Thor movies, like the first Thor movie wasn't great. Thor the Dark World, it got panned harder than it should have, but it wasn't great. Thor Ragnarok was really good for some amazing reason, but then you got Thor Love and Thunder, that was terrible. And like, it's just, I don't know. That movie by itself, it was deleted and never made, would solve a lot of problems for a lot of yeah. different reasons. That's, that's my number five. That was the worst decision Marvel's ever done. Have you seen the, the articles about Chris Hemsworth saying that if he does do Thor again, he wants a different tone? What kind of tone does he want? Just something different. I hope it's serious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Okay. Yeah, I, I, that, I don't. They can, I don't think he's gonna step away from acting. I think he's gonna come back. I think. Well, I think that if they have a good script and a good movie, that he'll do it again. But they need a mix. They they need the whatever Thor they had in Thor Ragnarok. They need to bring that back. They went mm. too far. They went too far at Thor: Love and Thunder, and like it's just. I don't know. We'll, we 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 can spend all day. Talking Everybody's about complaints that they have about Thor: Love and Thunder remind me of what I said about Thor: Ragnarok at the time. But you just said you agreed with me about Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, I still think Thor: Ragnarok probably has some problems. Yeah, but Thor: Ragnarok has problems, but not to the point where it shouldn't have been made. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm. My next one, and maybe you have this as well, is Ego being the villain for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I have a whole thing about Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's a bad decision. Yeah, like, why, why? Well, for me, at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, they're like, you know, what are we going to do next? We do a little bit of good, a little bit of bad, uh, or something good, something bad, a little bit of both. A bit of both, yeah. Um, which was to me, I was like, "Oh man, I am psyched up to see what kind of adventures they're going to get into," because they're going to be doing like Guardians of the Galaxy type stuff in the next movie. It's going to be like maybe some heists going on or um, protection stuff. Um, and we didn't get any of that. Instead, we jumped right to uh, fighting um, Peter Quill's father. 
which just seemed well it, seemed like seemed movie, like if you're going to if you're going to do a Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy that's the third movie not the second movie at the beginning of the movie they they were fighting something they did have a contract to yeah we got one something. little like if that yeah. if the whole movie had been like three of those or something you know or like a couple and yeah. then one big adventure i would have preferred that I have a whole thing about Guardians of the Galaxy, so I was just well, say I was that, so no. amped up for like his, you know, his final sentence out of, out of the first movie just had me so amped up for the, what the I thought the like, second movie yeah. could be, and kind yeah. of the same like bouncy, happy, fun style of the first movie, and then we just get like, oh, uh, it's it's Peter's dad, he's ego, he's a living planet, and. Ugh. And like too, if you look at the first Guardians, I don't want to get too much into this because I have a whole thing. But if you look at the first Guardians of the Galaxy, it's just a a better movie. Oh, it yeah. is fun, but right. there's also a lot of dark points in that movie too, where it's like a little bit rough, not rough, rough, but like you know, there's some yeah, I mean, it's, lose, it's, like, people, some people die, right, and, yeah. and there's some moral, some moral conundrums. Um, but like the overall tone have, of the movies, I think very different. Yeah. All right. My number four, the complete lack. Of the Fantastic Four and the X Men, by at this point, like what are we doing? Like why are it taking so long? And and here's the deal: I've been thinking that okay, after the Infinity Saga, I was thinking okay, now we can start branching off, do something different. But all we're doing is is re is relitigating, regurgitating the Infinity Saga. Like it's always about the Infinity Stones. When you look at the Loki series, when you look at pretty much all of them, it was like it was kind of like a, the the denouement of the Infinity Saga. Like you had the Infinity, you had uh, Endgame as like the climax, but then you had all these resulting effects afterwards. And that we really haven't started a new, we really haven't started a new story arc yet until like probably the next movie. Yeah, Quantum um, Yeah, and so like it's kind of weird that we've had this long. We've been we just, in setting up the board phase. That's yeah, what but we, that's what we've been doing. I think they set up the board for the wrong reasons. I think that we at the end of Endgame. They should have said, "Okay, we're done with this, and then we should start introducing the Fantastic Four." And the, and they could have spent all that time and energy slowly bringing us into the bringing all the Fantastic Four elements into fold. And people think that the Fantastic Four is just them, but we got Doctor Doom, we got the idea of Silver, the Silver Surfer, we got Galactus, we also have like the She Hulk. She Hulk was in Fantastic Four. She could have easily been a part of this. What do you mean was in Fantastic um, Four? Who? What do you mean She Hulk was in Fantastic Four? She Hulk was a member of the Fantastic Four. <laughs> What are you laughing about? <laughs> she Hulk was a member of the Fantastic Four. You want to know who else was? Yes, I do. That's my next question. Spider Man was a Muslim member at the same time as She Hulk. No, different time. Okay, so I was, only was know she... one Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four is Reed Richards, um, Johnny Storm, Sue, Sue Richards, and um, also Sue Graham. Storm, right? Sue Richards is she got married to Reed Richards. But she was Sue Storm Sue first, right? Okay, yeah, okay, okay. But at some point That's the, the only Fantastic the, Four I know of. Yeah, but at some point the thing leaves the team. Okay. And they need like another character who's strong, so they pick up so She Hulk joins. She stays there for a long time. Okay. Uh and then at some point Reed Richards um gets sick or leaves and uh Spider Man takes over because he needs somebody who's smart. Mm. Uh, it's like, she becomes like Sue the, Parker at that point, or no? No, no, just no. It's a team, so you just need four of them. You can interchange the people. <laughs> you don't have to have those four, right? Like you know, okay. but 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 we need we I, 
this the whole thing the MCU is stale and it would not have been stale if they would have either went with the X-Men full throttle. I understand because they didn't own all the properties at the time of Endgame. Right. But they did for I think for Fantastic Four they could have done it. And I think it was a wrong decision to keep making to keep adding on to stories we've already seen. Like that was a that was a wrong decision. Adding on to stories we've already seen. What do you mean? Like where, well, where I mean, we, we already so at, at at the end of Endgame, what did we get? We got the Winter Soldier, which had two people we've already seen before, right? Dealing with the aftermath of Endgame, okay, right? Okay. Um, then, okay. We, then we got Loki, which is the aftermath of Endgame. So we mm-hmm, got two mm-hmm. Marvel series about the aftermath of Endgame. Um, what Spider-Man um, Far From Home was about the aftermath of Endgame. It was like a mm-hmm, constant thing, mm-hmm. where it's all we're doing is talking about the aftermath of something. Where they should. I guess that sticks in your head more than new. it does in mine. Sure. Okay. Yeah. At the time, we were just like, "Yay, this is great!" But now, looking back, like, "Oh, yay, this is a wasted opportunity." <laughs> this is completely wasted. So, for you, the Fantastic Four is more about their villains, it sounds like, than them. No, the, people don't know enough about the Fantastic Four, and that's a problem because at some point they're going to introduce the Fantastic Four, and people go and won't really understand the Fantastic Four was the first ever superhero team for Marvel ever. And they did plenty of stuff that the Avengers did. I mean, they're they're not just a superhero team, they're a think tank, right? And they're a family as well. So you have the family drama, you have the, the ideas of scientific discovery, and you got superheroics. And you got and they do they do quite a bit. And so a lot of people don't understand what they do and how they work. And that's on Marvel to figure out how to introduce them to the public. But they have they have a lot of awesome stories, like the whole multiverse thing. Reed Richards discovered that in the comics, right? Yeah. So like they fought Kang before. I mean, I, they fought Thanos before. Mm. Um, the Black Panther was introduced in the Fantastic Four, and and I will blow your mind again. There was a Fantastic Four team with Black Panther, Storm, Johnny Storm, and the Thing. You have Storm and Fantastic. Johnny Storm on the same team. Yeah, they just share one person's nickname and one person's last name. You can have two people who do that. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, right. And it was a great they team. Storm, get over here. It was, it, was a, it was a great team. And the Black Panther in the comics almost beat up the Silver Surfer. It's a kind of a crazy thing, but um, it, was, it was awesome. Mm. So, again, people don't understand Fantastic Four. And they had a lot of great stories they could have told. But they don't. But now we have to wait. In the meantime, we have stuff that's just a relative, which is... Kind but they're planned work. for what? Um, Who knows? The phase five or phase six? Do you remember which? I don't know. We've got some news you can't abuse that might be changing Uh-oh. that. Okay. Uh, um, okay. My next one is yeah. the Black Widow movie timing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked Black Widow before, was a yeah. good movie. Um, I think it would have had much better reception from people if it had happened earlier in the MCU. It should have happened between um, Civil War and Infinity War. Yeah, like it, so it should have it should have released during that time, right? Yes. Not just be Absolutely. set during that time. It was it was it was set right. during that time. Right. It should have been released during that yeah. time, and it would have been fine. Because watching a Black I, Widow I, movie when Black Widow was already dead, it's a bit of a yeah. bit of a downer. Yeah, it's not good. Right. Uh, and they had a plan to give her a movie for a long time. They just never did it, which is a waste. Right. And like, also, it's kind of like a. T- I almost wanted to make this a two for where the Black Widow movie timing is one of the worst decisions and killing off Natasha 
is another worse decision. Well, uh, they have contract issues, so, so they could like. I think that killing off a character just because um, of a contract is is weak. They could have easily just like said, "Okay, I'm retired. I see you around," and that's it. And then they could have, you know, every once in a while brought her back with special contracts. But right, yeah, right. Just killing her off is just kind of. It's like it's funny when you when you teach creative writing. Most young students they start their stories off where people wake up, and they end their stories by someone dying, and their brain. You have the beginning of something, which is waking up, and then you have the end of something, and the the most tragic end of anything is death. And so that's how people think about narratives. It's like, well, I have to start somewhere. I might as well start with things wake up, and I have to end this somehow, so I might as well kill his character off. And, and like, with, with superhero understand. movies, it's like the the beginning is, instead of waking up, it's the origin story. Yeah, And exactly. then the end is, they die. Yeah, and so it's it's a really it's a really childish way of looking at narratives. It's like, Right, because like it's like thinking that it's real and it has to have a beginning and end when it doesn't. Right. And so I, I, that and that whole thing with with Black Widows of and not just Black Widow, Iron Man, Captain America. They did that. They did that several times. They did that quite a bit. Can you imagine how bad life would be if every time you met a new person, you had to see their origin story? Oh God! <laughs> you wouldn't meet new people, <laughs> right? Everybody would be everybody would be a hermit. Could you imagine how terrible life would be is like once you reach this climax in your life, the height of your life, you like can witness it in the sky or something like this is your climax. Oh. And you realize, oh, sh- I'm going to die soon. You know, like, <laughs> right. Imagine that. Well, that's great. You know, hey, I just caught the high school football. Uh, I did it. This is my climax. Oh, crap. Right. You know? Everything is it's downhill fun. from here. Yeah. Just listeners, your life doesn't have a climax. It's, it's, it's not designed. It's like uh, as Daft Punk once said, uh, "Now is the prime time of your life." Yeah, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Wise robots. Just Wise did, robots. Did, did you just go? Or did I go? No, I, I just went. I, I was go. talking about Black Panther, right. uh, Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was good. Uh, I agree, hundred percent. It should have been that movie should have been released differently, and it would have been definitely would have been appreciated more. Hundred percent. Yeah, it would have been better. Yeah. All right, um, my number three, the wor- the weakening of the Infinity Stones slash no Adam Warlock in the Infinity Saga. Hey, so before you get like, into this, I right. noticed in the new Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer mm-hmm. that Adam Warlock has an Infinity Stone on his forehead. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? I don't know. We have to wait. I have no idea. Did in he the have them in the comics? Yes. Yeah. Yes, in the comics. He was the guardian of the soul stone and it was in his, it was on his, it was on his forehead all the time. So did he share that with vision or in the comics vision never had an infinity stone oh, ever. Okay. So that just didn't happen. Um, gotcha. I don't know what they're going to, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but um, okay. so in, in the infinity stones are far more powerful far more powerful than we saw in the movies. Like, and I understand why they weakened them in the movies because they were too powerful. Mm-hmm. But like there was a, I think I've talked about this before when in the comics, when Thanos gets the infinity stones, like the Avengers attack him and he just freezes them in place. And he's like, I could just kill them right now. And then someone's like, you could, but what if you could just like impress death? Cause he's trying to impress the instant death. And he's like, okay. And he like brings them back to life, but then like this toys with them. Mm-hmm. And like, in the con- in the movies, the Infinity Stones are far far weaker, and I understand why they did it. Um, 
but it would have been like we talked about this before. Remember with the what if when Ultron gets the Infinity Stones? That is the level of power that the Infinity Stones are supposed to have. And the, this, the, there's a lot of things about the Infinity Stones that they did not touch on at all mm-hmm. in the movies. I, I I get it. It was a really ambitious movie. It was a really ambitious thing to try to use Infinity Stones like this. Um, but in my view, it was just kind of, again, a wasted opportunity. And well, he did kill I, half of the intelligent life everywhere. But he, But this is the thing. The Infinity Stones' power level, when he had them, did not match the ability to to end to cut off or end all life in the universe. It's like because like, these stones didn't have that level of power. They had enough power to blow up a planet, maybe, mm-hmm. but not to end all life in the universe. So wait, wait, then, wait, wait. He didn't do that in the comics. No, no. So let me get to, let me let me let me be more clear. Okay. Here. Each stone in the comics had an immense amount of power. Right. And when he got all six, they had enough power to do what he wanted to do, which is end half the life in the universe. Okay. Right? So, for example, the space gem allowed him to feel every inch of existence. The time stone allowed him to be a part of every second that's ever existed. Mm. The soul stone allowed him to share the consciousness of all living creatures. The mind stone allowed him to share the, the mind and thoughts of every living creature, right? And so... In the comics, he had this amazing amount of power that was unscalable, right? And so in the comics, when he ended half the life of the universe, it made sense. Like, well, yeah, he's he's godlike. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be to be honest with you, at certain at one point, he it's a it's a long story. At one point, the person who had the Infinity Stones was actually judged by person called the the living tribunal, which is like the most powerful being in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a long, long story, but he that's the level of power. In the movies, the time stone was able to change time back and forth, and the space gym was able to, kick, to teleport him back and forth, and reality gym was allowed him to mess with reality a little bit, but none of those stones had enough power on their own to do anything mega. And then all of a sudden, he gets all six, and he can destroy half the life in the universe. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... That's why the weakening of the stones are a problem. Also, real quick, um, Adam Warlock was integral into the Infinity Saga in the comics. He gathered all the heroes together. He created the strategy to beat Thanos. It, uh, it, like with him not in the movie, it's a glaring hole. Mm. And they could they could have because at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Adam Warlock was in a cocoon. They could have incorporated him right. into the Infinity Like They just didn't do that. Yeah. I mean, he was set up. Oh, he was set up to, to be there. Yeah, and I don't know why they didn't do it. I, 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 wonder, I, if, I wonder if they thought that would take away from Iron Man. I, I don't think so. Like, okay, so there's a couple, there's a couple characters in the Infinity Iron Man is saga. the hero of the Infinity Saga. Adam Warlock was not the hero of the Infinity Saga. Adam Warlock was a general. Uh, he was just a guy in charge of it. There's other heroes, and so I think they could have downplayed Gamora a little bit and made and, and gave Adam Warlock um, that role. Um, they could have highlighted. They, 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 Thor had a huge arc in the Infinity War movie. They could have downplayed his arc and gave it to Adam Warlock. They mm. could have done a couple different things, uh, but it was whatever. It was, nobody, no one asked me what I thought. Right. <laughs> they um, should have. Here go. All right. Uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. 
Uh, they should have cast somebody else as the new. Wow, that's, that's controversial. <laughs> that really is controversial. Is it? Yeah, they, they should have recast. Chuck no, Chuck. no, no. Cast somebody else as Black Panther. They should have cast. Oh, you've um, heard this before. Go ahead. Uh, what's her name? Latisha. No. Uh, who plays Nakia? I don't know. You do know. I, I don't know her name off the top of my head. Okay. I mean, I'll Google right. it real quick. Yeah, whoever plays Nakia. Yeah, talk. She should have been Black Panther. Mbaku should have been Black Panther. I know they were playing with both of those ideas. Uh, maybe they drew, drew straws to figure out who they wanted, uh, and somebody drew the wrong straw. I, I don't know. They picked the wrong person. Lupita Nyigo. Nyigo. Nyigo or something. Uh, like we've talked about this at length. I don't know how much we want to talk about more, but your point's, your point's valid. Uh, we've talked about that. I mean, they just picked the absolutely wrong person for it. The character doesn't fit being Black Panther. The character is barely Black Panther in the movie. Um, and who knows if the character is ever going to be Black Panther again, just based on the weirdness of the ending. I'm glad they did not recast um, T'Challa, even though it was a big push. And, and I, I like this because people do die and people do pass away. And instead of like just covering it up i think right. it's important for us to kind of like deal with yeah it. i think i think that's that's absolutely cool a cool thing for them to i do. think that the wakanda forever might have been even a, might have been a better movie if there was no black panther at all in it mm. like, like and then like and then at the end of the movie we set up for a new black panther i think i think this push to have a could black be. panther in the movie was a problem i think wakanda forever could have been a movie about how wakanda deals with the fact they don't have a black panther anymore uh, and they just, so they wanted, you would just wanted, title the movie Wakanda Forever in that case, yeah, I, yeah, and and they they wanted the superhero fight between Namor and Black Panther. They wanted this. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was a mistake to do. I that. think you're right. I think it would have been a better movie without Black Panther in it mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll see how this movie ages. Right. All right. My turn. Um, this is one I don't think you're expecting. Okay. The Hulk's origin story should have been completely redone. They, they, they did a poor job with the Hulk's origin story. Uh, which origin story? Well, you, okay, in the in the movie, Mike, what? How does Bruce Banner become the Hulk? Which movie? <laughs> okay. Well, please just try to explain it. If someone asks you uh, in the MCU, how does Bruce Banner become the Hulk? Explain. Oh it. God. I don't even know. I don't even know. I just fall back to the TV show that okay, I so grew up with as a kid. Go to the Incredible Hulk, that the one with um, not with what's his face with the other guy, Ed Norton. We're so bad. With Ed at Norton. Yes, Ed. Do you remember? Did you watch that movie? Yes. So in that movie, they did have a little montage at the beginning where he was trying to replicate the Super Soldier Serum. Okay. He used gamma radiation to try to do it. Okay. Uh, and it turned him into the Hulk. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh so so in the comics, in the comics, Bruce uh, it goes all the way back to his childhood. In the comics, Bruce Banner was abused by his father, was beaten and abused. Mm -hmm. Uh at a certain point, Bruce Banner accidentally kills his father. He didn't he and he kind of blacks this out of his memory. He doesn't he just doesn't emotionally process it. Right. Uh and then 
fast forward to him becoming a scientist, um, he, the the um, the gamma bomb that he's testing goes off. He has to he ha- he has to save someone's life, Rick Jones. And in the process, he saves Rick Jones' life, mm-hmm. but he gets exposed to gamma radiation. Right, and that uh, and that, a gamma radiation connects to you, connects to your mental state, and it, it reveals his his schism, mm-hmm. and that's where you get the Hulk, which is his anger. Because because Banner killed his father out of anger, right, and he repressed his anger after that, so he never did that again. And then the gamma bomb releases his anger. Um, but the Hulk is based off of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde originally. So if you actually read the original um, comic, ep- the original uh, origin of the Hulk, the, w- the one in the 60s, you read it. It reads a little different because it's based off Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, but the, um, Peter David, who wrote the, I would say, the uh, the most uh, definitive Hulk, kind of establishes other stuff. But But my point is the MCU should have leaned more into Peter David's story because now... You have a Hulk who's kind of listless. We don't know what makes him tick enough to figure out how he can move him forward. Um, we we understand that he has emotional issues. We understand that he has like a schism between himself and his anger, but his origin story was never fleshed out. We never got a Hulk origin story. Where could we? Well, we got a bunch one? of them. Yeah, we got a bunch of them. None of them make any sense. Yeah. Right. And so you're so, saying the Incredible Hulk, which was the movie that came out around the same time as Iron Man, mm-hmm. and there they, for whatever reason, injected Super Soldier Serum into the Hulk's origin story, which takes the place of him killing his father and his anger issues, and kind mm-hmm. of eliminates that from Hulk's backstory. Yep, yep. They never explained why, because gamma radiation affects people differently. Right, mm-hmm. and so they never explain why that affected the Hulk the way he does. Um, and it's a real thing. Yeah, it clearly a affected Abomination thing. differently. Yeah, it's a constant thing. I mean, it, it clearly affected uh, Jennifer Walters differently, right. and they never really explained that. And so, what they should have done, probably way back when they eventually did the Incredible Hulk, is like they should explain that he has repressed anger that he fu- that he refused to show right. before he even became right. The Hulk. Yeah, the only really um, reveal for that during the MCU is. That scene where he says, "I'm always angry." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but never understands. But why. that would have yeah. uh, that that line would have hit harder if we'd had his yeah uh, his true origin story. Yeah, they 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 really should have did a much more work trying to trying to help us understand the whole. Anyway, here we go. That's another. See, that's another. That goes back to the Edgar Wright thing. Your your problem with Hulk is they're trying to intertwine all this stuff in the MCU rather than let it be standalone. Yeah. They didn't need to inject Iron Man into the Hulk movie or uh, Captain America into the Hulk movie. No, um, but they did. Right. And it's, it was probably a mistake. And it's weaker for it. Yeah. So Edgar Wright was right. Debatable. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, absolute fact. All right. Uh, my final worst decision uh, in the MCU it's just this is just dumb. It's just confusing. I don't know that they knew what they were doing at the time. Um, but in Thor: The Dark World, there's this red liquid called ether that they're dealing with through the, throughout the movie. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the movie, in a post-credit scene, you find out that that red liquid is actually the reality stone, and it makes no sense. Is that is that it? Is that your worst? Yeah. 
It's not even one of your deal. one of your biggest things. Like you can't even like you're trying to set up all this stuff for the reality or for the Infinity Stones, and one of them just it's liquid for the whole movie that it's introduced in, and it's a stone. Man, you it's like your 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 brain cannot handle abstraction. It's like it's like you're like but you stones aren't liquid. Like, ah. It's not like it's ice. It's not the Infinity. <laughs> Ice cubes. <laughs> okay. 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 You know, I, they, I don't, they don't know. have to be I, at a certain temperature much. to be infinity stones. I don't even think I need to really get into this. Um, it's just, it's I just respect, dumb. I respect, I respect that this bothers you. And it's, I, I know it's asleep at that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to do with that. Like, how is, how is this liquid a stone? Um, it's not a liquid or a stone. It's made up magic stuff. It doesn't make so they can make, they can do whatever they want with it. It's like I'm, so. Why aren't care. the other stones like? Uh, oh, this is the the the, uh, the mind the stone space, is also gas. The space gym was a cube. Okay, no, it was like hidden was, inside of a cube, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense to you. You got that. It was hidden inside of a cube. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's interesting. <laughs> And then the other one was hidden inside of a bigger stone on Loki's staff. Do you do you read much science fiction? Um, no. Nah. Yeah, I think it, I don't think you could because it's like there's constant stuff like that that would just make you so upset. I don't read a whole lot. Um, but the, Wait, you uh, don't read a whole lot of science fiction, or, or you just don't read? A lot? I don't read a lot. <laughs> I've got books to read. I've got like a bunch of read. Neil Stevenson. Read some books, man. I've read half of I them. I cannot wait for Christmas time when I get to sit on the couch. I got my book. I got my little drink. Everybody's talking at me, but I'm not listening. What are you going to read this year? Uh, I, I need to finish The Thin Red Line uh, by James Jones. I haven't finished that yet. I also have another What's that book about? about it. It's about World War II uh, okay. in the Pacific. Was the movie based on book. that book? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I also have a book um, about the treatment of African Americans, Americans, African American soldiers during World War II, and how they were segregated even during the war in Europe mm. um, by America, which is really interesting. Right. So I got a couple good books to read. Mm. I also got some short story books. Anyway, no, that was good. That was good, Mike. Uh, I, I, we could talk more about it. Is about good. That. It's like what? It's like the worst. Like, it's the worst out, problem. Fi- that, figure out what. You, it's the worst. Figure out what. It's you, the worst problem the MCU's ever. Right. Done. Figure out. It's not. It's, this is like my least worst. I started off with my worst worst. This is my least worst. Oh, this is my this is my worst. worst oh, really? Already. Okay. All right. Yeah. But still, like, liquid shouldn't be a stone. Come on. That's true. Figure out what you want to do before you make the movie, not after you make the movie. When you're when you're making a movie with made up comic book magic stuff, make sure you have make sure it's not liquid to stuff. But it's also it, it it's confusing to everybody that watches the movie. They're like, "What?" It wasn't confusing to me. I wasn't confused. Only because you're an incredible comic book nerd. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Number one, the worst decision the MCU has ever made, and we got like eleven minutes. I'm going to try to knock it out. Yeah. The stupid, the stupidification, the stupidification or stupidification of the Guardians of the Galaxy it is the worst decision they ever made. The Guardians of the Galaxy—I don't even what know what to you start mean? with this. It's dumb, and like everything about <laughs> it is getting worse 
and worse. Okay. Star-Lord isn't a goofy kid singing a song, listening to his headphones that misses his mom. He is a, a warrior, a space warrior, okay? He saved galaxies. He saved planets, all right? Gamora is the most deadly woman in, in the entire universe. Did anybody Asia. care about Star-Lord before he was a goofy kid listening to his mom's tapes? No, they didn't, okay. but that's not the point. Okay. Gamora, super powerful. Nebula, okay? Nebula single-handedly saved the universe when she stole the Infinity Stones from Thanos, all right? No one, it, it's never going to be talked about but nebula saved the universe right drax was designed by thanos's people to kill thanos right in gar in in the um analysis uh, an- annihilation wars drax ripped out thanos's heart and now we got this guy who can't speak right who's jumping around dancing around <laughs> jumping up <laughs> kidnapping people for no reason kidnapping Kevin stupid Bacon. stupid stupid Stupid, stupid. From from the very beginning, when the Guardians of the Galaxy came out. I was getting ready to ask you, where does this start? So this starts with the first movie for you. Yes, it's the first scene. We wow. see Starlo dancing around on a space planet. I'm like, Man, this is I loved that scene. I loved that scene. Everybody did. But look what we have now. This stupid Christmas special that was terrible. Absolute garbage. <laughs> right? And like, it's all the characters. <laughs> Lots of people liked jokes. it. Lots of people liked it. I don't know how much damage they could do to comic properties, but they definitely did with the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just a joke. It's a complete joke. But nobody cared. Ca- nobody cared about them before the movie. But they might care about them because they didn't know them. Right. Like they could have easily introduced them differently. It's like saying because it was popular, it had to be this way. That's not true at all. But isn't that all. isn't that first movie one of the best movies out of the MCU? The first movie could you know what? If you just gave us the first movie, I would let that slide. I'd be like, okay, this is the first movie. I'm okay with it. Let's see what they do. But it got worse and worse. We when we talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, we always do it by holding our nose because it stinks. It's a stinky movie. We all know it. We don't like talking about it very often because it's garbage. And then I don't even want to know about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I have to go watch it, of course, but I'm gonna be real, real uncomfortable the whole time. Cause it's like just let these people die. And let all of them die off. I'm sick of this. I don't th- I don't think you're gonna get what you want. I don't think they're all gonna die. Okay, I'm not the only one who thinks this. A lot of people complain about this all the time. I've literally never Street. seen anybody complain about the first Guardians of Google, the Galaxy movie. Google Drax MCU and you will see people complain about Drax's treatment. Okay. I know that um Dave Bautista complains about Drax's treatment. Yeah, because he's supposed to be the person who kills Thanos. We should have saw a huge fight between Drax and Thanos. And here's the interesting. Thing, here's the interesting thing, though. So, Drax's or uh, Dave Bautista's relationship with James Gunn is excellent. Uh, Dave Bautista complains about Drax's treatment in the MCU. James Gunn's writing the movies that Drax is in. This makes me wonder, is like the direction of Drax more driven by James Gunn, or is it more driven by Kevin Feige? James Gunn 100% did this, <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> there is no doubt in my mind. And what happened was that James Gunn made Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, 
and Kevin Foggy is like, eh, whatever. These are all throwaway characters. See what you can do. Yeah. They came. They became super famous, and everybody loved the movie. And then he's like, well, now we have to keep doing this. Great. And so that, he was stuck. They couldn't. They can't fix it after that. And so James Gunn's like, ha ha. I made the movie. I made a bunch of money. Everybody likes it. You gotta let me do whatever I want now. And then that's where we got Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok thematically just like Guardians of the Galaxy because Guardians of the Galaxy was so successful, which is ridiculous. And so, that's a different director, though. It doesn't matter. Like they did, they did Thor Ragnarok like they did, yeah, but you're right. of Guardians you're right. of the Galaxy. You're right. So it's just like, uh, this is terrible. And like, and then because if Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One never came out, we never would have gotten to this terrible movie Thor: Love and Thunder. Because Thor: Love and Thunder tried to do what the Thor Ragnarok yeah. did, yeah. what Guardians of the Galaxy did, all of it's bad. Like, don't stupefy important characters. Like, don't do it. It's all, like it's just and like now now we're stuck with them. And like, we, you know what? We won't get. We probably won't get another Guardians of the Galaxy movie ever again. Those characters will never be on the screen again. So like that that was our opportunity, and it stinks. So there you go. I'll bet we do in like maybe twenty years. I'll be too old to care in twenty years. Nah, you'll you'll be watching. I'll be six. I'll be sixty five. I'm not watching that anymore. Yeah, you will. We're not doing this podcast in twenty years. I'll that. <laughs> that's right. We end at fifteen. That's fine. Anyway, that's it. I, mean, I could go into way more detail about that, but that's my. I think I've. I think I've beaten that horse pretty hard. Oh, man, I'm kind of surprised about that one. You shouldn't be. I can see you talking about, like, I mean, where I agree is how Guardians of the Galaxy have fallen off after the first movie. Well, you know, if you are, if you... For me, as someone who's never read any comics about Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm riding high throughout the whole first movie. I I love it. if, If I send you a trade paperback, would you read it? How many pages is it? It's long. Ugh. This is like over a hundred pages. Well over. No, I would not. <laughs> it's just okay. Okay, I'm going. I'm going. This. I need you to. Send, you know, you are text me your address. <laughs> I'm going to send you something. Yeah. And if you don't want, but and just start it. Just start it. Okay. Just start it. All right. You don't have to finish yeah. it. Just start it. Okay. All right. I can't believe I haven't had you read this before. Um. But just the the, annihil- the annihilation storyline, the, the annihilation war, you will see the Guardians of the Galaxy being treated as they're supposed to be treated, not as jokes. <laughs> okay. uh, all right. Okay. Um, that's it. Cool. You got some news we can abuse? I do have two things. One, so there's been news about delays, and we don't really have a lot of details about this, guys, but we do know that there's going to be and here's a quote: uh, While the slate moving, while the slate of while the slate moving forward means having to wait longer for future projects to be released, it's ultimately for the sake of keeping quality over quantity. And then, um, and then it says, "Don't expect 22 schedule of at least one Marvel project each month to stay true in 2023 yeah. and 2024." It looks like they've like, they've put out some poo poo garb garb stuff. Not a lot of things, but some stuff, and I think they're trying to just kind of roll things back and making sure this might. It's this not. I mean, it's like, not even. I guess some of the stuff hasn't been great, right? But it's just we need some gaps. 
I think that we need. Um, I think that the CGI team needs time to make stuff. That's that's true. Me. Yeah, that's absolutely true. But also, you know, we you know, uh, what is it? Something makes the heart grow fonder. What is it? Absence. Absence. Thank you. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Not absence, just absence. Right. Right. Yeah. We need a little bit of need a little bit of time away from the Marvel stuff, so that we can appreciate it more. Next, focus uh, on the quality. That's that's definitely what they should be doing. Hundred percent. I'm. Not, I don't mind this either. Yeah. Next up, uh, did you know Olivia Wilde is directing Spider Woman? I did not. That, yeah, I didn't know that either. Um, now, this apparently is the Sony Spider Woman movie, right? Well, so from what I'm reading from this article, it's going it's going to have the Spider Man treatment, which is Sony owns it, but Spider Woman, but Olivia Wilde is directing the Marvel movie of it. Just like Spider Man. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Kevin so Feige has a he has his yeah. thumb on the scale of this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spider Woman is a character I don't really know much about, and it always confused me because she doesn't have a direct relation to Peter Parker. They just have similar spider powers, but she has some interest in other powers, like she can fly. I think. So I'm not really sure exactly. So this isn't like Gwen like. Stacy or MJ. No, 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 or... no, no, no. no, no. I, w- I will say this. Um, Spy Woman is a huge, huge part of Secret Invasion. She's massive. Uh, and so okay. we'll see what they do with her. Interesting. But but yeah, I, this movie. Will, it's will a pretty good movie. card in Marvel Snap, Spider Woman. I hate that card. God. But you don't see it as much anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't see people using that card much. Mm. I, I like um, it kind of. We not we should do a we should do a Marvel Snap podcast. That'd be super awesome. Well, uh, let's, uh, speaking of Marvel Snap, where where are you at now? What's your uh, what's your rank? Uh, I'm ranked forty. Just Whoa. got that this morning. Whoa! Yeah, yeah I just got. T- <laughs> got what? I just got twenty one this morning. Uh, yeah, you know, I started doing it. I've started snapping every game, and I'm just trying to get eight. Just every game, yeah. like either I win it or I don't, and I win more games than I lose. So I'm getting, I'm moving up. That's back. a good strategy. Yeah, I was, uh, I had an Agatha Harkness deck this morning, and uh, oh, this one, this one round. So I had one of the spaces where, like, after a certain turn, any card you played there would get destroyed. Well, so on one of those turns, she plays two cards there. They both get destroyed. I was like, does she know something I don't know? No, she did not. Both of the cards she played got destroyed. <laughs> what does she? I what does she do next turn? She plays another card there. It gets destroyed. <laughs> I was like, "All right, I'm done with this Agatha Harkness deck." Yeah, I would never use the Agatha Harkness deck ever. Yeah. like I'm, I, I'm playing the game, not some weird computer. Like, not doing that, right? And, and a lot of people don't use the Agatha Harkness, which is funny. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's Marvel Snap. That's our Marvel Snap update. That's the new issue. <laughs> right. Um, so Mike, uh, what were you talking about next? What's up next? Up next is the best decisions made in the MCU. That's going to be hard for me to it's do. It's going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. But we got to come up with I five. Have a couple. I have a couple. At least three, three or five. I have, I have five right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I will strive to hit five. Yeah. It's mostly casting decisions, I think. But also some oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know what? I was already I was already thinking of that. Yeah, casting decisions. There's a couple of like just boom ringers. Yeah, yeah. So, Mike, mm-hmm. you're sitting around. You're getting ready to do all your Christmas stuff. How can people share this uh, with their friends and their families? Hit the share button right now. Share it with your family and your friends. 
Share it with your coworkers. Share it with your neighbors. Do all that. Um, give us a thumbs up. Give us a star. Give us a fave, a heart. Uh, rate, rate us, review us, poke us. What else is there? I think I covered all the bases there. You nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got yeah do good. all that. Mm-hmm. Follow us, subscribe, everything. Yeah, po- hey, post us on Reddit. We're trying to get some Reddit penetration. So post us on the Reddit. Right, right, yeah, yeah. We want to get on Reddit, and I can't figure out how to do it. <laughs> it's near impossible. <laughs> yeah. Even though there's all kinds of stuff on there, we can't Right, get it right, yeah. Yep. That would, that all would right, be great. All right, so next week, or next time, hopefully next week, best decisions the MCU has ever made. I'm going to send Mike a Christmas gift so he can learn more about the Guardians of the Galaxy Ooh. and just comic books overall. Yeah, that's going to be, so hope- be great. Looking forward to hopefully. that. Hopefully. All right. And we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, until next time.